Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, December 5th, first Sunday of December. I don't know why on this show I feel like I need to give the date out to start every episode, but here we are. TJ Pidger, Richie Bars. Richie, how are you doing this weekend? Uh, doing pretty good, TJ. Got a nice relaxing day. Just watched a bunch of football and, uh, you know, two hours of a basketball game that I can't ever get back from my life now, but that, that's okay. We'll, we'll get into a little bit of everything, but doing pretty well. How about you? Yeah, doing well. Um, it's my wife's out of town this weekend, and so it's just me and the kids, which is uh, crazy. But uh, we're making it. We're we're through one day, and we haven't run the house down. So um, hoping that we get through the next three okay. So, um, hey, quick episode this morning. I don't know that we'll go super super long. Just a bunch of kind of news and notes as FSU's season obviously has wrapped up. Uh, and we are heavy into the recruiting part of uh, the season, 10 days until early signing day. So um, we'll jump into a lot of news and notes, some guys that have come back, some guys that are not coming back, um, some different news around some recruiting stuff. Also some AD news, a giveaway to talk about. We'll talk a little bit about um, some other FSU sports that are going on, and then we will get out of here. But Double Fries No Slot brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street or 2550 North Monroe. Visit Double Fry, visit and tell them that Double Fries No Slot sent you. Richie, let's do this real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Um, I know that it was like a day after the loss to Florida when we last recorded. And so now that you've had like a week – um, any thoughts or any, you know, any closing thoughts on FSU's 2021 season, any way you want to kind of put a bow on it or just kind of wrap it up or any thoughts that aren't maybe so heavily impacted by the emotion of losing to a rival the day earlier. Yeah, just a, a roller coaster of a season, you know, from 0 and 4 to, you know, having a chance to beat Florida and get a bowl game. Obviously, that one's frustrating. You know, the season as a whole, you look at it and, uh, you know, collectively, not a great season, right? Five and seven, that's that's never okay at Florida State. But there were some definitely some positives to take away. You know, you beat Miami. That, that's a big deal. We haven't beat them in a, in a while. You probably should have beat Florida. You had a chance to beat Clemson. Um, and you won several games as outdogs, uh, you know, outright. So I, I do think there was progress. But, you know, those first four games, including Jacksonville State, still did happen. Uh, so we can't entirely ignore it. But, you know, I think... You know, I've been listening to you and, and Josh on the, these Twitter spaces, recruiting updates you guys started doing daily, and uh, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited about what the future could potentially be. So a, a frustrating up and down season, but definitely some good moments to take away. You know, that fourth and 14 always will live on in Florida State history and Jordan Travis crossing the goal line against Miami. Um, again, the Florida game was frustrating. I didn't even get around to rewatching it just because, it's, you know, at that point, it's like, man, I was there. It happened. I'm not going to see anything. No one's, you know, listening to me right now to break down, you know, the, the play where the right guard pulled and, you know, we got to the second level, right? So overall, not a great season, but definitely some positives throughout it. So it was, it was just a weird season, I guess, is the best way to put it. Definitely weird. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, a season that is frustrating in a lot of ways, a season that um, you just wish – one or two things would have kind of broken the other way and Florida state would have 
very likely um, been still playing. I mean, if you just make one tackle, you know, against um, against a really bad Jacksonville State team, you know, we're still playing and can kind of use that. I, I will say, I think the uh, the staff is using um, their time off to to go and recruit and do a really good job there. Florida State currently with the number eleven class. Um, when you look at the uh, 247 composite rankings and uh, coming off of eight wins in the last two seasons combined for them to have the 11, number 11 class. I'm not sure that they'll finish there. You know, they may bump up a little, they may bump down just a tad, but I expect the top 15 class um, is pretty impressive with where we're at. Yeah. It's it, the season overall on the face is frustrating. I think it, when you look that down the stretch, the team went five and three, in their last eight games, and they were underdog in um, six of those games. Right, the only two only two teams they were favored against was Syracuse and UMass. And so, um, you know, as an underdog down the stretch, they went three and three, won three games outright, lost three games in really close fashion to uh, teams they were underdogs to. So frustrating because you thought you had a chance in those three losses, and really in every loss that. Florida State had this year minus Wake Forest. I mean, they were they were right there in it. You know, had a chance against Clemson, had a chance against Florida, obviously, had a chance against Notre Dame, had a chance against Louisville. The Wake one was one where you probably didn't, but had a chance against NC State, probably beat NC State if not for the flu. But, you know, weird, fluky season. Um, came up a little short of making a bowl. Showed some improvement. That's kind of the, the big takeaway is, you know, if – feels better to go five and seven after losing your first four than it would have been to go five and seven by losing your first, your last four, sorry, to, to flip it around. So anyway, uh, one positive, one big news and note that came out, ACC Defensive Player of the Year, Jermaine Johnson. Um, really one of the greatest one-year transfers, not only in FSU history, but just like college football history. And I know there have been some great ones, so it's not just him. But what he was able to come in from and do from day one I mean, we had um, Mike Farrell on the podcast. We've had different guys on, and and they were very much telling us, like, yeah, we'll see what Milton can do, but, like, Jermaine Johnson's about to come in and be that guy. And he absolutely was from day one, um, made a massive impact on this FSU, uh, really bolstered this defensive line. Shout out Kier Thomas as well, who those two guys finished first and second in the nation. Um in pass pressure, right? Like in yeah, 46 in, and 44 just, hurries. Yeah. That's just insane. Uh, really bolstered that uh, defensive lineup and um, made it the best, uh, the best unit in, in the, probably in the state, right? Like if you think about every unit of, of the big three, um, really, really good stuff there. So he very deserved uh, Jermaine Johnson, ACC defensive player of the year. Yeah, it's, I mean, and that just shows what the future of football is going to be in college because, you know, the transfer portal is, it's essentially free agency right now. And Florida State hit on it. You know, we, we had some misses in the portal, you know, Bam Moore. Um, I, I don't know if I'd call Milton a miss or not. I, obviously, we didn't, get, we didn't get what we wanted out of him, but maybe a net positive. But yeah, I think this is something Mike Norvell, which he is doing right now, we can, we can confirm that he's on the trail, not with high schools. Um, he's going to high schools and doing it in homes, but he's also, heavily involved in the portal. And, and when names pop up, he's going to say, hey, look, heard of Jermaine Johnson, ACC BMS player of the year, first team All-American. He left Georgia, came here to do that. You know, obviously you're not going to get people leaving top five schools 
with that type of ability very often. But if Norvell can continue to you know find some positives in the portal, Dylan Gibbons was was a definitely one of your better offensive linemen when he was healthy this year. So you know, shout out Jermaine Johnson. That Miami game being the having the most tackles for loss um, of any player that's ever played in the Florida State Miami rivalry in, in a single game. You know, he, he's going going to go down as a legend for Florida State and just spending, you know, a little less than a year in Tallahassee. Yeah, no, absolutely just remarkable what he was able to do. And like you said, you're not going to get guys leaving top five programs often um, that, that are that talented. Um, but I do think that there – Josh and I talked about this. You alluded to the spaces. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But uh, Josh and I talked about this. There is almost like another um, – shout out my guy Mike here um, – Go Knowles. Um, watch it on YouTube. I'm ready for them to bring back the Twitter comments because I know we'd be getting a bunch of them, but one day StreamYard and Twitter <laughs> will get integrated again. Um, so, uh, you know, I think I do think there's another there's another wave of transfers that are coming because there's so many teams still playing and so many good teams still playing, right? The only guys that have really entered the transfer portal well, there are some, don't get me wrong. There's some guys from Oklahoma and different things that have been announced. But the only real teams that have entered – guys that have entered the transfer portals from certain times uh, or certain teams are the ones that have lost their um, coach. You know, yeah. nobody from Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati, Baylor, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss, you know, Utah, BYU, Oregon. You know, those none of those – well, Oregon, we Oregon. may see some coming soon <laughs> – but uh, no, nobody from those schools has really entered the transfer portal yet um, because those seasons are still going. The coaching staffs are still intact. Um, we'll see another wave coming soon. So I, I'm in no way predicting that we could pull another Jermaine Johnson. But if you could find some guys that do kind of give you some stability. Yeah. Or and, find uh, two guys that can give you his production, right? Yeah, you know, or even three. You're, you're not going to get, you know, another conference player of the year just fall into your lap like that. Um, but shout out to Mike for doing it because that, that five and seven we just talked about probably looks a lot different if Jermaine Johnson doesn't come here. And especially without the transfer portal, that things look a lot different <laughs> this season. So Mike's done well in the portal and hopefully he continues to. He has another, uh, you know, obviously Jermaine will not be back next year. Going to go make a lot of money yeah. in the NFL. Somebody that is coming back, Robert Cooper announced yes. that he – will return to school. You, somebody, I don't know who did this outline, but they put may return to school. He definitely he is, is coming back. Yes. He definitely <laughs> is coming back for his fifth year. Um, got the free year last year and will be back. Um, that defensive line was the best part of the team this year. I know there were other places that flashed the running back room. Uh, other, you know, offensive line got better. Secondary was good at times, but that defensive line, it, it's massive that Cooper's coming back. And he might not be the only one coming back. Yeah. Newberg tweeted the other day, uh, Josh Newberg of 24, 24-7 tweeted that uh, he would not be shocked if Lovett came back. That would be massive if, if we got yeah. both of those back. Yeah, if you, if you get both of those guys back, and then, again, if you can get a hit on the portal of a you know an edge rusher, that'd be huge because with Lovett and Cooper, I mean, you really like your interior right there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see which guys, that you know, younger guys step up. Um, that we saw a couple guys, Malcolm Ray, you know, flashed a little bit there. Um, there's definitely some uh, some players, you know, the depth isn't entirely there, but I think with this recruiting class, I I don't have the inside information, and the, you know, I know Josh has talked about it. We don't know on Marvin Jones Jr., but a, a guy, a Nigel Lee Kelly, another guy that could really come in and help this defensive line. But yeah, if if Mike can get in the portal and find 
you know, a true edge rusher and then, uh, you know, another piece that for depth, there's, there's going to be drop off when you lose arguably the best defensive end duo in the entire country. And I don't say that as a Homer FSU fan that go look at the numbers, what Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas did were out of this world. So you're not going to have that same production next year, but if you can get close enough to it while also improving the linebackers and the defensive backs did improve as the season went on. Maybe you have a top 20 defense next year. Um, the talent could certainly be there. Well, we talked about this and I'll take a second to shout out that we've mentioned a couple of times, Josh Newberg and I have been doing a Twitter spaces every day at about 11 AM. I don't have one scheduled for today because I don't think there's any real news coming out or anything. And we've done them for like five days straight. So I wanted to take a break, but, uh, Probably will have one tomorrow. So follow myself, TJ underscore Pinger or Josh Newberg. I think it's Josh Newberg 247. Um, and you'll get the alert for those spaces when they pop up. They've been a ton of recruiting news, a ton of um, transfer portal news, um, a ton of, you know, early signing day news. We, we've talked about just, a, just everything. But Josh went over the um, – what that secondary might look like next year. And it could really be special. Obviously Travis Hunter is going to lock down a starting corner spot. Sam McCall, if he doesn't lock down a spot is going to be in there quite often spelling guys and getting a whole bunch of playing time at the other spot. You've got uh, potentially the number one Juco safety coming in hmm. and, and committing to FSU. Obviously Cooper flashed at times. Kevin Knowles had a good year. The number seven Juco um, safety is also coming in for a visit and has an offer. Obviously, you know, not predicting that we get both those guys or even one of them, but there's, there's a big chance that uh, that's defensive secondary could go from one of the uh, parts of the team last year yeah. to one of the very best linebacker is a place that Florida state is getting a little bit better. Missed out on a recruit yesterday with the Saint, who went to Miami. Seems somewhat apparent why he may have gone to Miami now as reports are swirling that Mario Cristobal will yeah. be their next coach. Well, um, I don't think we ever won mama over on that one, right? Yeah. That, that's one it's, it's his mom always wanted him at Miami. He, he really, he gave Florida state a serious look. He was looking at West Virginia, Penn state. I think he was, I'm not saying this because uh, you don't commit to a school that doesn't have a coach. <laughs> um, and even if I'm a, even if I'm him and his mother and say, Hey, no, trust me, we have Mario Cristobal. We promise you he's coming. I'm probably going to say, all right, let me put off my commitment announcement to see if this really happens. Cause these kids get lied to all the time in the recruiting process. And it does look as if Cristobal will be at Miami now. Um, so maybe uh, he talks with Cristobal, you know, this is college sports. Uh, tampering <laughs> happens a lot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a tough miss, but I think it, that was going to be a tough one regardless, just because, you know, sometimes the parents always went out, but really good player, a really good get for Miami down there. So, um, so check out those spaces. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I've, I've been hanging free. out, TJ, and I'm just listening. And like that, it's free because Josh may put an update on 247 in the morning. And it, this part of the recruiting cycle, things could change by 11 a.m. So it's one of those things. And if you go back and listen to the spaces a day later and the information is outdated, don't be surprised. You, you want to be in these things live because this is information that's always changing. Yeah, no, they've been a fun, a ton of fun to do. And it's cool that uh, it's cool that people are able to kind of jump in and get their um, get their questions answered, get things kind of going, you know, interactive there with Josh off the search on the website for it. Obviously all the info is there at Knowles247.com, which you can go check out. We support those guys and um, I've got an account over there too. So 
no, uh, no hate from me um, on, on those guys. They do a great job, but it is fun that Josh kind of gives that information um, freely and to anybody who comes and asks. Uh, two offensive linemen, Jalen Goss and Ira Henry, Henry hit the portal. Uh, to Kalen Brooks, going to try and enter the NFL. Obviously, legacy recruit Derek Brooks' son, um, NFL Hall Carter Boatwright also just announced right before he hopped on uh, the tight end from Georgia. He's in the portal now as well. So um, I don't think anything super shocking there. No. Um, no. You know, I, I do think we need some linebacker depth. And so the Brooks one is one that I'm like, ah, don't don't love that. But, you know, I can't blame a guy for trying to try and get to the NFL. Uh, best of luck to him as he goes. Goss and Henry were probably not going to factor into much of the offensive line rotation. Yeah. They haven't played at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not playing on, you know, this is this is going to be a slice of it, but no slice of them. If you're not playing at FSU right now on the offensive line, you're probably not going to play because um, that's a position group that Florida State is trying to improve and improve and improve. And so, um, you know, best of luck to them, you know, going yeah. forward. Um, Florida State's obviously very, also very heavily involved in um, a lot of tight end recruiting, whether that be in the transfer portal or um, in the uh, just regular high school recruiting. And so, not super shocking that uh, the tight end would would jump in as well. Um, Mike and the staff, we talked about we talked about the spaces. We'll kind of get into some of that news. Not, I'm not going to go super heavy because, like I said, it changes so so much. So, just you know, I'm going to pull a plug here, but. Um, go tune into the spaces tomorrow. We also record them all. This is not a, this is a plug, but you know, don't feel like you have to go do this. I, I do put them all up on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Twitter, uh, FSU spaces, I put them all up. Um, I'm really not trying to make a lot of money there on that. It's like $3 for all of them. It just takes some time to record and upload and do all that. And since I'm already spending an hour a day on the space, figured I'd make it $3 for you to, go get access to every single one of them. We're going to keep doing them. So that might be kind of a fun little investment for $3 a month. You'll get, you know, this month will be all early signing day stuff. Next month will be all about recruiting in January. The month after will be national signing day stuff. So go check out uh, patreon.com slash FSU spaces. Um, and for less than a cup of coffee a, a day or something like that, $3 for the month is, is, is not terrible, but, Again, you can also just listen free if you tune in on Twitter. So um, not putting anything behind a paywall that people don't have access to. Um, so go check that out. Obviously, Florida State missed on Wesley Bassaint. I do expect Florida State to pick up a commitment uh, flip from Georgia. Um, David Tyree, um, who I think will. Tyree West. Tyree West. David Tyree. <laughs> Obviously drank too much. Tyree West. Um Coming from UGA, I, I would not be shocked if he committed tomorrow or today or tomorrow. Um, yeah. I'm not putting in, I'm not putting him on commit watch just yet, but that would not shock me at all. So that that's one that I think that Florida State could pick up this weekend or first thing after this weekend's over. A bunch of other guys that you can kind of go through and look at um, that we're talking about if you go back and listen to those old spaces. So go check those out. Um, Real quick, TJ is. is- is Mike starting to get under Kirby's skin a little bit? Because obviously, you know, he wants Hunter. Hunter's going to sign with Florida State. Tyree West, like you mentioned, a, an expected flip. Um, and then uh, yesterday, you know, Florida State's kind of been on Camden Brown, the wide receiver who was committed to Pitt for the longest time. He decommits. 
Florida State's on him heavy. They go in home with him, and the next day he tweets he gets an offer from Georgia. I'm like, I, I, that's just Kirby being bitter right now. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I'd be pretty shocked if <laughs> if he's given us too much thought. I think he's given Nick Saban a whole bunch of thought right now after. Yeah, oh man, after, after uh, last night. I yesterday. had a very happy wife last night. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm telling you, we'll talk about the playoff here in just a minute, yeah. but I, I do think the rematch is going to be a ton of fun in that. And the yeah. salty Gator fans, they're upset that, you know, Georgia might go to the playoff. Like, you know, just stop being idiots. So, yeah. um, you know, it just, it's just, it's funny <laughs> that, uh, that they think that uh, there was a chance that that wouldn't happen. Um, so, anyway, uh, what else do we have on this? Um, the portal's been pretty active. A lot of players hopping in, hopping out, um, looking for new homes. There are definitely um, some players that FSU is very interested in and wants to chat with. Um, nothing super, um, super solid just yet. Nothing concrete. Nobody's committed to FSU. But I do think that as we get a little closer to National Signing Day, as more and more of these seasons start ending – you may see more stuff happening. Bowl season's coming up, yeah. and I think you'll start to see opt-outs, and you'll start to see guys hopping in the portal that are looking for their next spot. It is as early as today uh, after the bowl selection show. Yeah, it could be that quickly. <laughs> it's college free agency season, yeah, and so it's coming soon. Um, uh, AD talk. David Colbert announced that this spring semester will be his last. Two names kind of stick out as a replacement. Haven't heard any real buzz around our friend Michael Alford, Booster CEO, um, other than, you know, just regular normal fans on Twitter like yeah. us. Uh, the other one is Jeff, is it Pernitin? I think it's Purinton. Purinton, FSU yeah. grad, and he is the Alabama Executive Deputy Director of Athletics currently. Uh, obviously, that'd be a massive pickup. Um, there's also been some talk around Louisville's um, AD, which would definitely be yeah. interesting. So give me your thoughts on that. I, I'm going to let you take over for just a minute and talk on that. Uh, talk on the AD situation, and then let's go into basketball, and I will be right back. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely uh, with the AD situation, Michael Alford obviously is a name that really stands out. A lot of people assumed that when he came to Florida State, it was going to be as the next athletic director for Florida State. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. Obviously, he's been on the program um, five, six times now, a good friend of the show. So selfishly, I would love to see him on there and have that direct line to the athletic director. Um, Fjordson, he's been at Alabama for 15 years now. So he got there right around the same time as Saban. Um, you know, I think he would be a phenomenal hire just because he's seeing how an elite athletics program that is driven by football is run. And I think that's the most important thing is you need a football minded athletic director but he was also heavily involved in the hiring of Nate Oates uh, um, for Alabama's basketball team. And uh, for those who pay attention to that kind of stuff, Alabama just finished fifth in the country last year um, in basketball. And Nate Oates has done a phenomenal job. And Puritan played a big role in getting him to Alabama. Obviously, with Florida State, you have Leonard Hamilton. Uh, you know, uh, he's got his job for as long as he wants. Obviously, not the greatest start this year, but I, he's still doing a great job. Trust me. Um, but he won't be around forever. You know, he, he's his career will be coming to a close in the near future. So uh, I would like to have that comfort as a as a selfish Florida State basketball fan, knowing okay, this guy helps bring Nate Oates to Alabama, which was a home run hire. Um, 
with what Leonard Hamilton has built, Florida State's job is easily more attractive than the Alabama basketball job was at the time. And I, I think, you know, he'd be able to go out and find the right guy. Who knows? He may be on staff already, um, depending on who you talk to. But there's definitely two names out there that that seem to be, you know, uh, whether it's the fans or the insiders that kind of have a good idea of, of what's going on there. Um Again, but both I think would would be a phenomenal one, and not that there's not other candidates that I would not like as well because there are. Um, but again, it, Coburn's going to be in this position until at least, uh, or definitely going to be in this position until the end of the spring semester. I'm sure they'd like to have the replacement lined up to be able to name by then, but it, it's just a situation where we're we're kind of in wait and see mode, um, if that happens or not. So I don't know what the last thing you just said was. I had to knock on my door and had to go grab it. Um, the big one for me was a yeah. I was just finishing recapping them and and uh, talked about you know Alfred. Obviously, we you and I would love him. Obviously, been on the show so many times. Um, Purinton, I think that's an attractive hire because he's been around a major athletic program that's football focused, which is what Florida State needs. But I also noted he he was one of the big pieces that hired Nate Oates to Alabama, finished them with a top five team last year. And we're going to need a basketball coach in the next few years. Obviously, Ham can stick around, but it's reality. He won't be around forever. So I I think both are great options. I'd be happy with Um, Speaking of basketball, what the heck's going on with the basketball team? Let's go there real quick, and then we'll go on to some other things. Yeah, so the basketball team, they had a tough loss yesterday, ending a 25-game home win streak against Syracuse. It was just a bad 12, 15 minutes of basketball. Florida State had an eight-point lead at the half. Syracuse stormed back. They were up by, I think, 11, as many at one point. Um, with about three minutes left, Florida State storms back. They get it within one point. They just ran out of time. And, you know, Tuesday, unfortunate losing to, you know, Purdue. But I, I said last week that I, that was going to be a very difficult game, and it was. Um, the only thing I'll say, don't panic yet, guys. So obviously, the Syracuse loss sucks because we don't lose at home. But Ham's best team ever, 2019, lost their opener to Pitt and then lost at Indiana in blowout fashion in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and then they finished number four in the country and probably could have won a national title, given a chance. It's early, a lot of new players on this team. Um, so I think they'll come together, and, and we'll, we'll be fine. Um, Comcast announced – I'm not flipping out about basketball Oh, just real, yet. real quick, TJ. I got something here. We got to give away here. All right, we'll so, do that in just a minute. I'll tell you, okay. I am not flipping out about basketball – I'm so numb uh, due to football for the last few years that like basketball can keep on. We're like, ah, well, it stinks, but go ahead. All right, you got your giveaway. Yeah, so we want to shout out our friends at 19.9. Um, but we got a giveaway here. I, I only have a men's medium, and I'll tell the story why I have it and why we're giving it away real quick and why I wanted to shout them out. Um, so I ordered my, my pullover here that I wore to the Florida, Florida State game last week. Um, I a medium on accident. I got it. I tried it on. It did not fit at all. Like the sleeves were up to here. So I DM the guys. I'm like, Hey, I, I really need a large and I'm hoping to have it by the game time. And he had about four days to get it to me at that point. He's like, here's what I'll do. I'll send you the large with a return package and just send it back whenever you get a chance talking about the medium. I'm like, awesome. So me being incompetent and everything, we cleaned the house last week. I cannot find the return package. So I reached out and said, Hey man, I don't have a return label. Just give me your address so I can ship it to you. Um, I'm like, or I have a podcast. I can just give it away and we'll shout you out. He's like, yeah, man, just give it to an FSU fan and shout us out. So 199, uh, give them a, they got a lot of good retro basketball stuff. And uh, 
We're doing an Instagram giveaway. It's a men's medium. It's, so you won't, you will not get to pick your size because this is out of them being kind enough to say, that's fine. Just keep it and give it away. Um, so yeah, definitely head over to our Instagram, double fries pod. You'll see all the information you need, but again, it is only a men's medium. So just a heads up on that. Well, you have somebody in your life you can give it away to if you exactly. win. You're not a medium. Um, Comcast announces an agreement with the ACC network the day after the end of the regular season. Um, I have Spectrum, so this is, this is not news for me. I don't really care. I know everybody in Tallahassee has Comcast, and so I'm sorry for you folks. But, um, I, you know, best of luck to the folks up there so you guys can start watching FSU again, I guess. It was funny. They did it like the day after football season ended. So I'm, I'm with you too. I have a direct TV, so I've always had ACC network, but I can't imagine like in uh, when living in Tallahassee, every apartment, basically you have to use the cable they use and it's Comcast. So if you're a student in Tallahassee living in an apartment, you don't have an option. And, and that, that would have been brutal. Not that I watched a lot of football games in my apartment when I was at Florida state. Um, yeah, you should be going to the game. So I feel no sympathy. Um, Suspending the okay, women's soccer is in the college cup one against Rutgers. Um, a goal from Jalen Howe gave FSU a one nothing victory. Um, BYU knocked off Santa Clara, who I know we were all kind of hoping yeah, yeah. to play. BYU looked really good, um, but but be Santa Clara in penalties to win, um, and advance to the national championship tomorrow night. So, Florida State's women's soccer will go for the national championship tomorrow evening. Um, uh, FSU volleyball finished up their season yesterday. They dropped their second round game um, in the NCAA tournament. And uh, they finished up their season, a great season. I believe they finished with 20 wins. Um, So great season for FSU women's volleyball. Obviously, basketball played yesterday, has a couple of games this week, and women's hoops uh, plays today. Uh, Richie, who are your top four teams in the playoff? Um, so I, the t- who I think is going to get in or who I think should get in, because it's they're probably two different answers. Okay, um, let's do both. I'd love to debate you. We've agreed on too much this episode. All right. 30 so, minutes into agreeing. So, so what, I think, what I think is most likely is you'll have the Bama 1, Michigan 2, Georgia 3, Cincinnati 4. I get it. Georgia's clearly one of the best four teams in the country. But if we're looking at resumes and if what happens on the field actually matters, does, does a win over Kentucky earn them as a non-conference champion where they lost the right to get into the college football playoff? And I think they're going to put Bama at number one to justify Georgia's loss. But it was not a competitive game. Like I, To me, that should have been an elimination of Georgia, and I know it won't be. Um, and I would put probably... I, I might throw That's Baylor the in. Baylor no, or Notre Dame. I, I, I'm not putting a two-loss team. Or not, yeah, they, they have two. But, so Notre Dame. That's, so that's the big problem to in me. In Oklahoma State, obviously, if they won, they would have got in. Right. right. They, they if blew that. If, in a different scenario, I think you could entertain an argument that that uh, you don't want to put Georgia in. Mm-hmm. Hey, and I know you say it was a competitive yeah. game, but, I mean, it really was for, like, Two and a half quarters, right? And then, then I think Georgia had to go for a couple of fourth downs. I did think it – I mean, the game was entertaining the entire time. Yeah, like, yeah, I never thought the game sure. – so, like, I don't know. In a different world where, like, it was like a 12-1 and one Oklahoma, 
even a 12 and one Oklahoma state. I think you'd have like a man, what do we do here? But like, there's no way that I'm putting this Georgia team in over Notre Dame for two big reasons. One is the eye test. I think we all look at Georgia and Notre Dame and say like, no, Georgia yeah. deserves to be in. But eye test they isn't part of the, of the selection process. It's not supposed to be. Well, I mean, it certainly is. They just think about well, it. Obviously, yeah, we all know that. We all know it's about the money. So the second part of that is I'm not going to penalize Georgia for going up against the number one team in the nation or number two or three, whatever you think that is, in losing – when Notre Dame sits their ass home every year and won't play in a conference and just doesn't have and doesn't have a conference championship, so I'm going to penalize Notre Dame for that because they could have easily won the ACC this year had they just joined. And that's the irony of it. They, yeah, Notre Dame so would be in if they played in the ACC. I am a hundred percent on UGA getting in because of that Kentucky win. I think they're a better team than Notre Dame. I Who think head to head they beat. I think they had. I think they head to head beat Notre Dame. Oh, I agree, and I think most people would. But again, they they told us the whole time it's all about your resume and, and, they, and all this nonsense, and and it's not. It never was, and it never will be. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I do think Clemson got a lot better through the year. I mean, they've got you know they've got a win over Clemson. They blew out a ranked Arkansas. Yes, they blew out a ranked Kentucky at that point. They blew out Florida. They blew out Missouri, Georgia, Tennessee. Like they. They dominated every. So one of those played. teams is above five hundred, I believe. One of them is Arkansas above five hundred. I'll have to check and see, but uh, yeah, Arkansas. And, and, and it's it's the it's the reason that I wish the the committee would just be straight up honest with us. Say, hey, we're going to pick who we think are the four best teams um, heading in, because again, Georgia's resume is not good, but everyone would say they are either the best or second best team in the country. I don't think you can make an argument that they're the best team. Um, after what just happened yesterday, but everyone agrees think, they, they're, yeah. they're a playoff caliber team. Again, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. If you just look at the resume, like I'm just know. not sure. Again, in a different world, I would not have a problem with this, but yeah. I just don't think there's anyone. I don't think there's anyone to replace them. Yeah. I, I don't. Notre Dame. But there's no way not, it's not going to be Bama, Michigan, Cincy, Georgia, right? That's got to be it. I think that's the four. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, Notre Dame is the only one that has a legitimate chance. Notre Dame. And that's the other thing. Florida State, not Florida State, Georgia, like, blew everybody on their schedule out. Fair. And I know we're not saying that their schedule is super impressive, but Florida State blew everybody on their schedule out, whereas Notre Dame barely beat FSU, barely beat Toledo, barely beat – North Carolina. Yeah, So, and they had some good wins in there, too. They beat Stanford pretty good. Stanford's not world beaters. But no. They beat USC by two touchdowns, but they barely beat Virginia Tech at home. I just don't think that, you know, the one thing I'll say is I think that Notre Dame's schedule is probably more impressive than Georgia's, maybe slightly, but Georgia just absolutely wreaked havoc on their entire yeah. schedule. And again, and so like not, you said. I'm not penalizing them for playing yeah. the extra game. Yeah. And like you said, if – if Notre Dame had just said after last year, you know what, let's just go with join the ACC. They probably beat Pitt yesterday. Um, unless they just let Kenny Pickett get away with that nonsense fake slide that people were celebrating, which no one should celebrate that. Um, but yeah, they're probably in. Cause I Jaylen think they beat Pitt. What's that? I saw Jalen celebrating it. Yeah. And I'm surprised a defensive back would celebrate that. Uh, knowing what the outcome would have been if a defensive back had tried to make a tackle there. Well, Jalen uh, did have the greatest missed tackle in Florida State history. Exactly. So, um, 
Thank so, you for yeah, listening. I just I, I think that that should be the playoff. I think it will be the playoff. Yeah. So who's uh, one? I think Alabama. I think. Do they beat, drop Georgia to four to avoid the rematch? I mean, that is a rematch if they drop them to four. Or no, I mean, uh, yeah, Bama. So I was going to say, so if Georgia's going to be three instead of four, is are, what you're thinking? Yeah. I don't think they give us a Bama Georgia rematch in the semis. Yeah, and I and I think Georgia's. I, mean, I think Georgia's better than Cincinnati. Or maybe they put Michigan to one and put Georgia at four, so they can say, "Oh, we looked at the resume and Georgia, or since he's ranked ahead of them." But they know what they're doing. Like they're not going to have a rematch in the semi. I yeah, I don't think so. And I think that that's probably what it should be. I think that yeah. because Alabama won the SEC and beat the de facto number one, beat the number one team, they should mm-hmm. jump. Yeah, and then Michigan winning their championship is better than. Georgia losing theirs, and then Cincinnati, who has not been super impressive this year, but has found a way to win 13 games, uh, is the fourth best team. Yeah. Um, I think I'm comfortable with all that. Like, I think the way that it will come out today is fine. Notre Dame so, will sit at five because they refuse yeah. to jump in a conference. So there's going to be a lot of debate, but I agree with what you just said, that I don't care what the four is. Nobody's getting screwed here, right? You're not like you're going to have an undefeated Power 5 team on the outside looking in because – there was five undefeated power five teams, right? That, that may happen, but we'll be expanded before that ever happens. But I'm with you. Like, you know, it's, it's like, I laugh my ass off every year on selection uh, uh, Sunday in March madness, when people are debating like, Oh, who got snubbed? Like 68 teams get into this thing. There's no snubs. You either got in or you didn't. And the, I look at the cultural playoff the same way as where, if you're the fifth best team, okay, you lost the game probably. If you had won that game, you lost. You don't have an argument. You would be in. So th- there's no snubs in my opinion, but there there will be a lot of people fake mad about certain teams getting in, certain teams not. But oh, you have fans are you have fans are no. crying their eyes out that yeah. Georgia's going to get in, and I can't believe that you could lose your conference championship and get in, and yeah. blah blah blah. Just you know. Your team well, won six well, games. Florida, you know, Florida they've, they've never been to the playoff. They don't know what goes into that stuff. They're just upset of rivals going in there. Like, <laughs> like they must be furious. Their two biggest rivals have both been to the college all playoff, multiple for Georgia, and they can't sniff one. So. Yeah, and won't be uh, anytime soon. Hey, um, speaking of rivals, it sounds like Brett Venables is going to take the OU job, yes. which is which is great news. Tony Elliott looks like he's going to uh, – Move on as well. Virginia and Duke both want him. So, yeah. man, Dabo might lose both coordinators and his and AD. his AD. <laughs> Looks like it could go through uh, to Miami. So we'll see. Um, but I think we may see the end of this Clemson run coming soon. I'm sure I'll get old taste exposed on that. But um, <laughs> great time for uh, for Norvell to jump up and, and take this conference back. Maybe Miami can find a way to get to an ACC championship, and we could see them. Um, Soon, I know that's how hilarious would that be if, like, in two years, it's Florida State, Miami, and the ACC championship. The game we've been waiting for for over 20 years at that point, no, it'd be about 20 years at that point. Yeah, so, um, anyway, crazy stuff going on there. Clemson, hopefully, that uh, that dynasty is is coming to an end. So, it's unfortunate to see that happening. We love to see it. Um, Hey, check out the – again, we, we talked about this, but check out the Twitter spaces that we do. Again, if you've missed any of them, you can go to patreon.com. The first one's actually free. Um, the news is a little bit outdated because I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday of last week. But uh, you can go check out the first one for free if you like it. You can sign up for $3 a month. Um, if you don't like it, no big deal. No, you don't have to listen to it. But we will be live again, I'm sure, at some point tomorrow, probably around 11 a.m. So go check us out on Twitter. It's Twitter spaces with me and Josh Newberg. Um, 
I think that's all I've got for this week. Uh, shout out this women's soccer team. Hopefully win a national championship tomorrow evening. Um, Richie, do you have any shout outs before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, Brooks Kepka charging uh, for the lead at the Hero World Challenge down in the Bahamas. He's a shot or two back of the lead. And then I, I'm not going to say his name because he literally just sent it in the group chat this morning and has not put anything on social. But one of my really good friends got engaged uh, today. So shout out to him. You know who you're, who I'm talking about because you're listening. Mm. Even when we can't say who it is, Richie has to shout out um, his friends get engaged like nobody else's business. So. Well, he, he he sent me a screenshot that we were number two on his most listened to podcast on Spotify uh, last oh, week. Take so. that shout out. <laughs> Shake that shout out back. If we're not his number one was Girls in the Office, like with uh, the yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Shout out FSU Women's Soccer. And um, yeah, tomorrow night. I don't think I have anybody else. National Championship. Yet. Let's go. But yeah, let's win that thing. Um, we don't do songs anymore, so we're just out of here, man. We will see yeah. you guys next Sunday. Uh, I'm out of town this week, so no, no pop-up episodes unless something crazy happens. Stay on the lookout for that possible FSU commit from West, and uh, we will see you guys next Sunday. Go Knowles. Let's roll.